Hey, Anthony, it's that time again. To put Tom Hanks back on the island? Yeah, yeah, wait, no. No, not at all. Then what? It's time to make the podcast. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that thing. Once again, we have reached that time of the week. Time to dive into the movies we love and the movies we wish we could forget. Pitting them against each other to receive praise uh, or hatred. Based on a scale of our choosing. So let's jump into it. This is the Double Feature Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the month of February and welcome to Double Feature Versus. I am Anthony. I am Brad. Yeah, that guy over there, he's he's Brad. And uh, this month we're... um, you know, February is known for a few things. It's known for, you know, Black History Month, and it's also known for being, you know, the month of love with uh, Valentine's Day. So we're going to do something different this month and do like a, a different team up each week of um, romantic films. So uh, starting with this week, we got uh, two anime films that uh, Brad brought our way. Uh, five meters per second versus your name. Five centimeters per second. Five centimeters per second. Okay, yeah. my bad. Uh, and, and let me just say here, uh, when I was going to watch these films, Brad kind of told me, hey, man, space these two out. You know, they're a bit heavy. <laughs> so um, we'll, we'll, we'll touch did, on Did you them. listen to my – I just – let's start off there. Did you take my warning? Because you told me, no, I'll do a twofer. <laughs> I did a twofer, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll delve into what the results <laughs> of that were. Um, I kind of figured when I saw your text of, oh no, Anthony didn't listen to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Cause I, 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 I got some things to say here. So, uh, what's the, uh, you, you want to go chronological? Um, yeah, let's do chronological with this one because, uh, both of these are done by the same, uh, person as the writer of the movie. So Yeah. So Bullshit. these were both done by Makoto Shinkai. Uh-huh. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Well, does that make more sense? Let's just let's just hop into it. So uh first film we got here is five centimeters per second. And uh I gotta tell you, man, uh straight off the bat, uh well no, let's let's summarize this. Okay, so we, we got three it's is it's composed of three short films. Um it follows a young man. And folks, if you if you know this show, you know this is double feature versus spoilers abound. Sundance is over. Yeah, we're so, gonna uh, get into these movies. They've been out for a long time, uh, so yeah, it, your warning is here. Uh, but just to get it off of the bat, uh, the main character is Takaki, um, and I don't know if we're going to say the names of the characters in these movies because. Being that it's, you know, a uh, Japanese, you know, animated movie. Uh, oh, man, come on. It's okay. Just just, just try to pronounce it as best. We're going to do our best. <laughs> just, just do as best you can. Um, so basically, there's three short films in, in this uh, in this film here. So the first film deals with um, Takaki, you know, befriending a young girl named Makari. Um, the movie starts off with the reason the film has the title. You know, I think I think she says like cherry blossoms fall to the ground five centimeters per second or something like that. Yep. And um, anyway, she moves away. 
and it shows the both of them kind of coming up through, I want to say, high school or middle school. And uh, she's writing him, talking about how much she misses him and things of that nature. And he has a letter that he's writing for her, although we never really find out what that letter is. Uh, long story short, they meet up. Um, he takes a train to go see her. It's a long train ride. Uh, they they meet up. They have fun. They smile. They laugh. And they do everything except profess their love for one another. And then uh, Takaki leaves. Uh, did, I, did I summarize that up right? Yeah. So that that's basically a summary of the first part. Because this movie is put into three parts. And the first part is how they meet, uh, they become friends, she moves away, so they stay in touch via letters uh, and mail. Uh, Eventually he finds out, Takaki finds out that he's going to be moving further away, so it's going to be even harder for them to stay in contact. So the day before he moves, he goes to visit her. And the train keeps getting delayed because of a snowstorm and everything. And this is where they make the promise to next year meet at that same train station to watch the cherry blossoms. Yeah, yeah, all right. And uh, they each kind of have a letter for each other that they don't give professing their love for each other. Uh, Takaki loses his during the train ride, and then Akari just decides not to give it because it would be too painful knowing that... It's something that probably won't happen due to them being even split further apart than they were before. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, episode two is a uh, cosmonaut, and you know we kind of run into the same theme here. Uh, Takaki is in senior high school. There's a girl named Kane who has a big crush on him, but. Again, she kind of has the thing where she won't tell him that she loves him. Uh, and she's been wanting to, like, surf away for a long time. But uh, something has been stopping her. What what, what had happened? Uh, she basically didn't believe that it was something that she wanted to pursue. She was a little scared about it. And it was kind of falling in with the same thing of her, like, fearing uh, actually showing her, like, passions and everything like that. Uh, So she doesn't really jump into it as she should. And eventually she does do it and she's totally excited about it. It's like the best day of her life. Uh, But go on from there. Uh, That's basically it. Yeah. That's episode two. So episode two is basically uh, showing a different person falling in love with Takati, uh, but noting that, you know, no matter what, he always seems distant from her. You know, he sees her as a friend and nothing else because his eyes are always somewhere else. And you constantly see him, like, writing emails and talking to, you know, someone and everything like that. And then at the end of it, it's discovered or it's shown that he's never actually sending the emails. He's writing these, you know, emails like he would letters to Akari, essentially, but not sending them. He deletes them afterwards. Okay, right. Uh, last episode is pretty much a music video, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll let you take the reins on that one. So the last one kind of just shows that uh, it, basically adult life for all the three characters. 
Uh, Takati is now a programmer. Uh, he doesn't really like his life. He's you know miserable. He feels like something's missing, but he can't put together what it is. Uh, he's constantly seeing Akari everywhere he goes, uh, like visions of her, not that she's actually there. Uh, Akari, on the other hand, is finally getting married to an unknown man at this point. She's going through the wedding right. plans and everything like that. And then we see Kane, who is equally in this kind of like depressed mode, but a little bit happier than Takati is, because uh, she's kind of going through her passion of surfing. She's kind of grown up a little bit, and but we see that she's still alone as well. Yeah, and that's uh, pretty much the end. Look, uh, Brad, I, I always kind of keep it honest with you about how I feel about things. But uh, this movie, man, garbage. Really? Hot, hot garbage. Oh. I, 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 listen, I, I applaud the animation. The animation is done very well. I'm, I'm not going to lie about that. But I, I got to tell you, man, the way you set me up, like you made this seem like this was going to be an emotional masterpiece. You said... Take take time, Anthony. They're pretty heavy. The moment I got done watching this, it was a full sixty five minutes. I, I I wanted to make sure you you labeled out the plot to me to make sure I didn't miss anything. I'm like, did I did I miss something? Uh, yeah, man. I sent you that blank face. Like, come on, man. You serious? Like, oh. I, what was heavy in this movie? Help me help me understand. Well, it's basically the idea that uh, the distance between them, like they both still loved each other. Uh, Takati couldn't get over the fact that she was gone and everything like that and couldn't reach out because he didn't know what to say. And he even mentions like he's had relationships during that time, but he's never felt close to them by the fact that uh, one of his girlfriends says, you know, we've been talking for three years, but, you know, our hearts have only moved a centimeter closer since we first met, uh, which is taking the like the distance kind of aspect into it a lot uh then you have everything with uh, akari wanting to you know mention it and not because she realizes it's going to be a big deal then you have kane somebody that sees that takadi is in love with somebody else still loves them but just doesn't want to embarrass themselves or dive in and kind of ruin what love he has potentially with somebody else that she doesn't know about Okay. It's uh, I, if you've ever been in a long distance relationship, that's where this movie will hit hard because all of that is very close. Uh, oh, okay, I, I have, and I understand all that, but I, it, I just it, so much of this movie is like, will they? Won't they? They don't. And I'm right. like, that's kind of a waste of time. Like, like, like. She didn't tell him he loved her. He didn't tell her he loved she. He loved her. She didn't tell him she loved him. I'm like, is this the whole movie? And then in the end, it's a music video, kind of showing the, the aftermath of everything. And I'm like, I see. Oh man, I I don't know, man. I this movie didn't hit me like it hit you. I I get it. Trust me, I get it. But I'm just like, okay. I think it's the way you set me up. You set me up like this is going to be something magnificent. And well, it's this back-to-back -back with your name would be a heavy hitter kind of thing. Like, I feel like that would be a lot. Well, we're we going to get into it, but I thought I felt your name was the much better uh, film and the much better emotionally heavy film. This movie, I felt like, all right, that was a beautiful, sappy watch. 
you know, listen, I'm not cynical towards Valentine's Day movies. I'm not or romantic mm. movies, but this one just didn't. It didn't, it didn't get I'm, you at all. It felt like a huge whiner. I'm like, oh, will anyone speak up? Like, is this the whole movie? I, I guess this is so this is like an older movie. This was the first time that uh, Makoto Shinkai actually worked with like an animation studio to make one of his works. So it was it it was kind of a big deal that uh, because he even grounded this one. So a lot of his movies are or his kind of writings are closer to your name where there's a lot of a sci fi kind of element with it. Uh, Mm -hmm. This one didn't have any like sci fi with it. It was just a straight kind of, you know, two people meet star crossed lovers never to be again, always thinking of each other until the end. You know, that's that's the essential like plot of this movie and he's very good at writing these kind of you know uh, stories of people that meet and you know sadly life goes on for them each even though they're still in each other's hearts like that's a huge theme in most of his movies so this one was kind of a big deal for that alone uh so yeah, I guess kind of seeing it now without like that kind of context and everything like that, like not knowing his work prior to this and everything. But I, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm shocked that you didn't like this one a little bit. Um, I think I thank you for the context. Uh, I guess I don't expect that to change your opinion on it. Yeah, at all. it didn't change my yeah. opinion. <laughs> but I, I no, it's for the fans. I I thank you for it, but uh. Yeah, this didn't do it for me, man. I listen, I really tried to like this movie. I, I love the animation, but it was just so it, it it says something when a 65 minute film is tedious or feels tedious. I'm like, okay, where is this going? Okay. See, I yeah. I, I can kind of see it, but at the same time, it's like I uh this one, I, I've known this movie for a long time and everything like that. So like I remember yeah, when attached to it. they put out like uh the advertisements for your name and i'm like okay made by makoto shinkai and it's like oh that that's like seeing like uh miyazaki's name like uh on something going okay i can put faith in this because i know that name that's that's studio ghibli right yeah that's okay uh not exclusively or no it is basically exclusively studio ghibli but studio ghibli also does stuff without miyazaki um, right, 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 right. But yeah, so it, it's yeah, I, I I probably hold a little bit of a higher opinion of it because of that and everything. Uh, also, that last scene where he's at the train station with the cherry blossoms going, and you know he thinks he sees her, and he turns around, and she's not actually there, and it's like, oh, that that hurts, you know, because he was putting all his faith in that one moment, and she still wasn't there. Um. Yeah, yeah, that was powerful. Look, man, hey, hey, man, if this hits you, this hits you. Uh, it just, it just didn't do it for me, man. Okay. See, for me, th- this one hit the right notes where I think it needed to hit. Okay, okay. Um, so when when did you first see this film? Like, like, did, like, with, like, so were you dealing with a breakup of sources? That why this film means so much to you? Uh, no, this one actually I saw probably around like 2012 or so, and it was just one of those anime movies that everybody recommends you see. 
like one of those top lists of you know if if you're fans of you know these anime check out these anime and this was on the list so okay it it kind of fell onto my lap that way and i i enjoyed it i thought it was a good one and you know yeah, it was it was I mean it wasn't it wasn't horrible. It was just like I was expecting much more cuz I'm like, okay, heavy watch. And maybe, maybe I hyped a, it up a little bit too much for you. Yeah, you you hyped it up, man. You you made me think this was going to be like, you know, like tears of the tears rolling down. But uh I don't know, man. Maybe it was a bit too subtle for my taste cuz I was like, I understood what happened, but I was I was like, uh all right then. And um, just I will ask, did you watch this with subtitles or the dubbed version? Subtitles. Okay. Does that matter? Um, I can't, I don't think I've ever watched the dubbed version of it, so I'm not sure how the translation is on the dubbed version. So I don't yeah. know if there was maybe some like lost context that in the dubbed version or anything like that. No, no, no. Listen, man, I watched the same film you watched. Okay. Okay. Hey, just, you know, I don't mean to hurt your feelings. Uh, two out of five. Ooh, this was low to me, man. Listen, okay, I'm giving it a two out of respect for the animation. It's directed very well, right? But uh, I just I, I couldn't rock with this. See, I don't think you could ever like downslide this one on the animation because this one did have a good budget behind it for animation. Yeah. So it, the animation in this one is absolutely beautiful. Uh, nice I, contrast. I love nice the soundtrack color. on this one too. The music's cool. The music's cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, uh, this one it, it's it, it's a I enjoy this one. It's like between a three five and a four to me. Hey man, listen, it uh, personal um uh, personal connection. I get it. Yeah. So, uh, but that is uh, five centimeters per second. Um, right. Yeah, this one I I, I enjoyed it. I, I'm kind of. Sad that you didn't get as much of a kick out of this one. Look, I I gave it a chance. You know that's what that's what matters, right? Yeah, I, I do think you kind of overhyped this for me because I was like, I was like, man, I gotta, I, I gotta have a talk with Brad because <laughs> if this is what he calls heavy, then you know he, the the smallest thing might make him a little emotional. Oh no. <laughs> it's this this back to back with five centimeters per second i think that's a heavy hit uh but i think this back to back with uh or with your name and five centimeters per second back to back i think that's a heavy hit but i I guess i had more of emotional connection to five centimeters per second than you did so now i will agree that your name is actually a more um better emotional film but uh you want to just hop into it? Yeah, let's hop into uh, Your Name, which was another movie by the same director uh, and writer, Makoto Shinkai. Uh, this one came out in 2016. I remember seeing this one in theaters. I remember Fathom Events was promoting it, but I didn't see it. Yep. Was it a Fathom Event thing? Yeah, this was one of the Fathom events. This was one, I don't remember if it was around movie pastime or not, but I do remember actually paying to see this one okay okay yeah um go ahead take it away man so this one follows the story of two high schoolers uh one of them by the name of taki and one of them by the name or a boy named taki who lives in tokyo and Mm -hmm. a girl named mitsuda 
who lives in kind of more like the countryside rural area. Um, and they find that they are swapping bodies with each other uh, when they go to sleep and wake up the next morning randomly. And as that, they're living each other's lives and they're meddling with each other's lives in different ways. Uh, like when Taki is living Matsuha's life, uh, basically mm-hmm. he completely you know, throws off her girliness by acting yeah. more like a guy around everybody, obviously, which causes a lot of people to start liking her more or a lot of guys that start liking her more because he becomes flirty with other guys because he thinks it's hilarious. And so she's getting like love letters in the mail and stuff after, uh, he has her body and everything, which is great. And, you know, they communicate by, uh, writing on each other's bodies because they don't have a way to text each other. Their numbers keep bouncing back whenever they try and call or text each other to their own number. So Mm -hmm. that doesn't work. So they keep like, Private journals, uh, I believe Matsuha's is an actual uh, written journal, and then Taki was a digital journal, if I'm remembering correctly. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or it might be the other way around. I'm, I, I think it's that way. And they also, like, write on each other, you know, on their arm and face and stuff like that for different mm-hmm. responses to guarantee that the person's going to see the response right away Mm -hmm. Uh, they also keep like a journal entries for what they did throughout the day so you know uh, when Matsuha's in Taki's body she's you know uh, flirting with one of the hostesses at his work and going out with his friends and you know spending all his money on like sweets and stuff that she can't get back home enjoying the Tokyo life and yeah, yeah it's it's hilarious it, it's worth uh, noting that Matsui, uh, Matsui lives in kind of like a, I want to say a poor neighborhood or not, not as much of a um, upscale uh, city neighborhood that uh, like it, it's a countryside kind of area. Countryside. So yeah, like the idea of going to like a cafe is a big deal. Like they had mm-hmm. to actually drive out to a nearby city in order to go to a cafe. Yeah. Um, I really like this movie, man. Now, this was this was a nice recommendation. Uh, I think it's very layered. You know, on on the surface, you have like a Freaky Friday type of, you know, romantic comedy. Then you go beneath the surface. Uh, there's kind of like an action adventure in the third act. And uh, it's a nice character drama, too, because, you know, both of these characters are um, you could tell there's a little bit of a void in their life. You mm-hmm. know, um, she wants to move out of a. The countryside she's at and um taki um i don't really know i forgot what what taki's deal was but um taki has a purpose towards the end when it comes to like you know basically saving the world well not saving the world but saving a countryside um i can tell that this director is uh addicted to comets and shooting stars because I saw uh, a lot of these in five centimeters. Yeah, he he very much does like the concept of like space, uh, yeah. because we didn't really touch on it too much. But in five centimeters per second, like the entire second story is kind of based around uh, the flight of a spaceship that's going to go start orbiting the Earth for several years. Hmm. Uh, because that's where it's it's traveling at five kilometers per second. And then I can't remember what the third 
Act One was, where it's a uh, five something per second. Uh, but that was the one in the second act for five uh, centimeters per second. Oh, okay. Hmm, I saw uh, a nice wink. But uh, yeah, for this one, he the entire thing revolves around the fact that uh, in the village that Mah- Mitsuha is from is a kind of huge like meteorite ritual going on or not mm-hmm. ritual festival going on because a uh, meteorite that only shows up like every so many years is going to be passing overhead and it's going to be visible like from that uh, countryside the best during that time so they hold a festival kind of just like a you know cherry festival or something like that mm-hmm. to kind of celebrate it and her family is very like in spiritual kind of, you know, sync with, you know, the meteorite and everything like that and has a history with it as well mm-hmm. that uh, their grandmother teaches her. Yeah, like I um, I like that, man. And I like that when it gets to the third act and we go past all the comedy and everything. Um, I like the urgency of the plot because it, cause, uh, it was a very good twist to learn that she's living three years in the past. Yes. From where he's living. In his in his present time, her village was destroyed. You know, everyone that lived there um, was destroyed by the comet that hit. So um, he's trying to figure out a way. He goes into, um, what was the cave that he went to or the, the place he went to in the center in order it, it to like, see her? It was the cave where they did uh, the sacrifice of themselves uh, by leaving the, uh, it was re-fermented liquor uh that was uh contained the saliva of uh mitsuha and one contained the saliva of i can't remember who the other person was i think it was her grandma oh gotcha yeah i i feel like it, it plays pretty well in this third act and um you know now this is an ending i appreciate i appreciate the ending of this one where um they see each other on the moving train, and uh, I feel like that's such a great shot. Where mm-hmm. uh, they 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 don't quite remember what happened, but as soon as they see each other's faces, they're like, "Wait a minute, I recognize that person." And then they they run around the train station or wherever wherever their stops are to get off to go find each other. Now this is I feel like this movie is what is what I wanted five centimeters to be. Okay, in my personal opinion, like I feel like this is a better movie. And uh, I feel like it, the, the narrative serves a better purpose here. See, I can see that for sure. Because, yeah, this one definitely has a lot uh, heavier punches with it, with some of like the romance between the two. Uh, especially when you learn that you know he's three years in the future, and mm-hmm. the last day that she and him swapped from her perspective was the last day she was alive. Which, right. Uh, because, you know, he stops swapping with her and he gets worried uh he still can't reach her phone number because obvious reasons and as a fact you know he's trying to find it so he's like he's a great uh artist so he Mm -hmm. draws like from memory the village and stuff like that and he goes to try and find it his friends join him who we basically get introduced to thanks to uh mitsuha's you know perspective of his life forcing him to get you know, closer to these people and everything like that. So they even impacted each other's lives a lot. I really liked, um, 
uh, Mitsuo's friends too. I like the uh, uh, I forgot their names, but uh, I thought I thought it was pretty funny that they ended up married because they they act like a bickering married couple throughout the entire film. Uh, you yeah. know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, it's uh, Katsuhiko and Sayaka. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought they were a nice ragtag. I like that. I like those two as friends uh, more than I like the uh, the male characters' friends. Not, I like them too, but I just I that those two were like more lively and left more of an impression on me. Right, uh, Look, especially because they do actually have a moment at the end of the film and everything like that, where they have more right. of a bigger role. You know, I. Uh, when it comes to classic anime films, this is a film that's always kind of been recommended to me. Um, I, I, you were the one that recommended Five Centimeters, but uh, a lot of people have recommended your name to me. I see this on the top on top list of like favorite or best anime films. Oh yeah, and uh, it deserves it, man. I'm glad I finally watched it. Uh, it was a very well done movie. I, uh, I I like this movie, man. It's not bad. Yeah. Did you watch this one with the subtitles as well? Both were subbed. I prefer okay. subbed. I, so one thing that uh, I've heard people say about the dubbed version is the when they do the swap of bodies, the inflections in their voice don't change too much. The voice actor kind of reads it off as the same for both. While in the Japanese, the original Japanese version, uh, there is actual like slight difference in the voice work done between when uh, Mitsuha's in her own body versus when she's in uh, his body, and gotcha. the same. Okay. So like whenever Taki's talking with uh, Mitsuha in his body, uh, she has still like more of like a country slang or twang to her voice in how she pronounces words and everything like that. And they even kind of mentioned that uh, his friends from the school mentioned, why did you say it like that? What do you mean? Well, you you said it like duh instead of duh. Isn't it said like duh? Not since like the old time (laughs) or back in the country. (laughs) Right. I can can picture that being funny. Um, Yeah, I'm not. uh, When it comes to foreign films, I prefer subbed. The only movie, the only anime I've seen dubbed, well, besides My Neighbor Totoro, but I had that on VHS. Um, The only anime I've seen dubbed is The Wind Rises, and that was because I saw it in theaters. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I love that theaters are starting to do, like, the subtitled version and the dubbed version of a lot of movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most recently, one that I saw was uh, Bell. Which, thankfully, that was the subtitled version. How was that? Was that good? I heard that was a good movie. It, that was a good movie. So, I we definitely should do an episode on that one in the future when that comes to, like, streaming or, like, DVD and stuff like that. Because I know you're kind of stopping with theaters as much as possible right now. Yeah, I'm not going as much as I used to. I mean, I, you know, I'd see myself going maybe sometime in the future. But I've been kind of holding off a little bit. But, uh... Yeah, yeah, I heard Bell was good. I heard it was good. Um, I get it's uh, it's near a four point five for me. It feels a good movie. Uh, this one falls in a four point five to me as well. I I really enjoyed this one. The humor is on point. The like romance between them is great. Uh, it, there's one moment that still. This was the third time that I've seen this movie, 
And this moment still hit me hard, even though I knew it was coming up when uh, they like write their names on their hand. She, you know, he writes his name on her hand. She disappears. And then later she looks at her hand and instead of saying his name, it just says, I love you. And it's like, oh, that hits. And then she like has the line. Oh, that doesn't help me remember at all. You idiot. You know, this is this isn't right. what I wanted. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that one hits. That's oh. <laughs> Dude, I, I I love that. Um, you know, every morning he woke up as her. He kept like you know like feeling her breast. You know oh yeah. And, and the little the little sister came in like, what are you doing? You're weird. And uh, I like by the end when he realizes that they're gonna die. He's doing it crying and like, oh, yeah. running towards her. She like slams the door. <laughs> yeah, I love that uh, the little sister in this is absolutely hilarious. Uh, Mitsuha's little sister. Uh, because yeah, every time we see from uh, Taki's perspective of being in her body, that's how he starts every morning, and mm. she just goes, "Oh, it's one of those days again, huh?" <laughs> right. Hey, I didn't. Um, I didn't catch that he had turned into her in the beginning. Because in the beginning, when he first did that to her, it seemed like she was being herself. Like when she was walking around with her friends. And then I think by the end of the day, she was like, oh, please make me a boy in Tokyo. Like, that was him that whole day? No. Um, so that was actually two days. So oh, there's the first okay. time that we uh, see her is, I believe it's Taki in her body. Because uh, that's mm-hmm. the time that, you know, uh, she wakes up and everything like that. And she's like that. And then it cuts at that point and then she oh. it cuts from there and then when she's getting breakfast and everything that's uh mitsuha back in her body and that's okay. when they're like oh you know you, you actually got up for breakfast today and you did up your hair and you're wearing your school outfit you know you you feeling better since yesterday you know that's so we don't see what that first day was like we just see the memories of like people going hey you you feeling okay you actually did up your hair today you know you were weird yesterday i didn't notice the cut that's what it was because i'm like there, there had to be a cut somewhere she's acting i think she's acting like her normal self but yeah. yeah so that was the cut hey, uh between her waking up there was a cut to her getting breakfast and that's when she's back in her body okay okay all right um all right nice matchup man uh you seen anything lately um i haven't seen anything else recently uh mostly these two and then i decided to watch this other show called kim's convenience that a couple people recommended to me okay um canadian comedy uh, about a korean family that owns like a convenience store kind of thing oh yeah i heard about this and i think people were mad that it was about to uh going to his last season or something like that um it just ended so its last season was last year and originally it was going to have another season but due to the covid epidemic and then uh the one of the actors uh from it is shang chi so with him being now marvel contracted and everything like that it made it a lot harder to make another season so even during the last season, there's parts of it where he's kind of absent and doing involved through like video calls and stuff like that, uh, mm-hmm. because obviously he couldn't be on set because he was making Shang Chi. So right, right. 
I, I can see why they ended it and stuff. There was apparently also a lot of stuff behind the scenes of, you know, uh, racism and, you know, people, the same yeah. thing that Dave Chappelle dealt with, where it's, you're not laughing with me, you're now laughing at me. Right, right. I heard some stuff about that, too, where it's like, it's a, it's a predominantly uh, Korean show, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's like, it back behind the scenes, they're not it's not equal behind the scenes there's some there's some racism and microaggressions and things like that yeah it became more of a a you're making jokes at me not with me kind of thing right right that's a shame um speaking of which uh dude we've we've been seeing a little bit of a south korean boom like uh i want to say parasite kind of opened the door no, the door has always been open since old boy, but Parasite kind of brought it to a broad new audience. Next thing you know, we got Squid Game, and before Squid Game, there was Kingdom, which I hear is pretty good on Netflix. Now there's Doctor Brain on Apple TV Plus. Like, there's a lot of great content um, being streamed to the U.S. from uh, South Korea. Yeah, same for like every kind of other language, because uh, for a lot of people in the U.S., if it wasn't in English. Uh, they didn't see it as worth watching. You know, if mm. I can't watch it in English, I, I'm I'm here to watch a movie, not read a movie. I and used to hate that, man. I, um, I get it, but at the same time, it's like you're missing out on so much great content. Yeah, I, it's like I, I didn't mind reading subtitles, but I used to hate when people said, oh, do I have to read the subtitles? I'm like, but that's that's kind of like the best part of it, though. Like, don't you feel a little abnormal Watching people not speak in their dialect, don't you get turned off by the dub thing? No, nah, because it's English. Yeah. Like my, my mom watched Squid Game the whole way through with English dub. I couldn't do that. I, I need the natural language. Yeah, it's once you start watching things with subtitles and getting used to it, I can understand some things where yeah. it's annoying, like uh like Dragon Ball Z. I love Dragon Ball Z. I've watched the entire thing with subtitles and everything like that. But sometimes, you know, it's a pain to watch that with subtitles because you have to look down to read it and it's going like action scenes and stuff where it's hard to focus on both points at the same time. No, I understand that. Like, I understand that when you wouldn't when um, because I was talking to my wife and she says, yeah, but it's like, you know, usually I turn on stuff to have as like background and I can really feel what's going on when it's English. But when I have to look down and read the moment I turn my eyes away, I missed a line of dialogue. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I get that. I I, I understand that. Um, but it's really just what you prefer. Some people don't some people don't mind dubbed. Some right. people really just don't mind it. Um, and for a lot of content, it, dubbed versions do work out well. So a lot of anime does have really good dubbed versions now. Oh, speaking of which, I watched uh, Evangelion dubbed. It worked out for me. Okay. I, I didn't I yeah. didn't feel any different type of way about it. Now, if Evangelion was live action, I'd have to watch it subbed. Yeah, I think when it comes to live action, uh, most of the time you had to watch with subtitles because it's a lot harder for them to match lip movements and everything. It's not the same as animation. Because uh, I'm telling you right now, man, I'm going to make it a mission to get my mom into anime. And um, I believe before I moved from Michigan, I was initially getting her into Death Note, which is my favorite anime of all oh, okay. time. And uh, she liked it, you know, because I, ha- I had the English dubbed. And, you know, somewhere down the line, I think she stopped watching it. But it's on Netflix now, so I'm going to get her back into it. Because, um, like, that, I feel like that's a great anime for her. It's psychological. 
There's a supernatural element to it. I know she'll love it like I loved it. It's just the it's the it's the Japanese language that throws her off. Right. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of great anime where it's actually the dub is preferred to the sub for even anime fans. Uh like uh uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is one of the ones that comes up a lot where people are like, just watch the dubbed version. Just skip the subbed because the dubbed version is so good and everything mm-hmm. matches so well, you're not going to miss anything from the subbed version. Uh, Dragon Ball Z is one of those where a lot of people recommend the dubbed version over that. Uh, Cowboy Bebop. You know? Oh, I've, I've heard the reverse for Dragon Ball Z. People tell me, watch the sub. The dubbed voices are horrible. Oh, see, I per- well, I've seen it both ways and everything like that. So I have different, you know, kickbacks from you. both. Uh, but I prefer the dubbed version when it comes to Dragon Ball Z, mostly because it's an action-based one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same thing with uh, Demon Slayer, where it's like I want to watch it with subtitles, but it's such an action-based anime that I feel like I'm gonna lose out on it by watching it with the subtitles because I'm gonna have that like up-down glance kind of perspective of it. It depends on what I start with. You know, if I if I started monster with with subbed, I'm going to end it with subbed. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. I'm not going to switch up and go, if I started it with dubbed, I'm going to end it with dubbed. You know, I started Evangelion with dubbed, I ended it with that. Uh so it depends on what I start with really. But okay. uh I tell you man, I started Attack on Titan. My wife and I are watching it together. Nice. So, how far into it are you? I'm um, episode 15 first season and uh we're we're really enjoying it man we uh it's 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 an unpredictable ride so far like you you ain't oh, kidding it's like, you, gonna get worse for you it's <laughs> they throw a lot of curveballs at you they do um so one of the good things about that anime uh is the writer I'm trying I'm blanking on his name right now but he wrote that entire one backwards. So he wrote it from the last scene to where it begins. Yes. So basically he knew exactly how it was ending and wrote it backwards. So that way everything fits into place. So there's references in that first season to the last season that you're going to click in that last season when you're watching and going, Oh, that was, Oh my God, they did that and that. And it gets a lot of people that are like, new to watching it because they're like how did they know to make that you know reference all the way back then the manga was almost behind the show at one point you know mm-hmm. so it's it's one of those ones that's very well done in that regard so is the guy that's writing the manga he's also the creator of the show yes he did the writing for the show as well so the show is basically oh. pretty direct from the manga. There's only a couple minute changes. I got a whole viewing episode guide of what to of like, you know, I I'm not I don't really get into OVAs that much, but um OVAs, I'm sorry. But uh they've told me about some OVAs that's like necessary and some that are kind of like just you can watch them if you want. Uh yeah. most of the OVAs for Attack on Titan if I recall are like plot summaries. And then I, there's some called, like, Before the Fall, which kind of tell little stories of, like, before the events before the first season. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I figure, like, it's just, you know, something something good to watch in between seasons to pace myself. 
But, uh, dude, I'm loving it so far, man. I, I think it's great. Um, I didn't know if I was going to sell my wife on it. You know, she watched Squid Game the whole way with my mom, like my mom, you know, dub, dubbed. Mm-hmm. So when she's like, she, she loves cartoons. She's like, oh, man, I got to read for this. Dude, after the first, after the, the episode where uh, Aaron first joins the, um, I guess you can call him the army. She uh, was Survey like, Corps. Yeah, yeah, Survey Corps. She was like, okay. Uh, I'll stick with this, you know, because it, it sold her, you know, because it's a, it's a good the action is made very well in that show. Oh, yeah. Uh, the action scenes are some of the best, especially when they're on the uh, I, I'm trying to remember what they call it. Uh, the basically the jets with the hooks and everything like that, where they're just kind of mm-hmm. zipping through the air and it, yeah, it's yeah. beautifully animated. It is. Uh, so. First initial takeaways, um, even though I told you I had I had a big spoiler, but that doesn't really take away my enjoyment of the show. Um, lead character Aaron, he's perfectly flawed. I love him. Mm-hmm. He's the per- he, he's just a perfectly flawed lead character. Uh, he's me- flawed in ways that you want to root for him to win. Right. Uh, Mikoski is my favorite character. I love her. She's the homie. Mikasa. Um, Mikasa. I'm sorry, Mikasa. For a minute there, I was like, who are you talking? <laughs> but yeah. Right. You, you get the gist. Um, Armin, uh, you know, Armin's a little scary. Armin's a little, you know, wimpy, but he's got guts and uh, he's a good friend. Uh, I, I like the trio, man. Oh, yeah. It, it's a good trio because they all basically compensate for each other's flaws. Dude, when I tell you, um, and you know... It's the first season. I don't care. But like when I tell you that that episode happened where um, Homeboy was inside of a Titan. I oh, said, yeah. How the f- how the f- did that happen? <laughs> and then the next episode's kind of went deaf with it. And then it went back to his dad. I'm like, oh, man, that was unexpected. Like even before then, when they were on the ledge talking about, yeah, we're going to take down these Titans. We're, we're, we're going to uh, save the day. And then that one Titan just appeared out of nowhere, and they were all like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, because the smoke appears, and then it's just right. the eyes looking at him dead on. And then the fight and then the fight scene happens. I was like, dude, this movie, this show is crazy. Yeah, it's it's going to get a lot crazier from there. Um, yeah, I'm excited, I'm excited for you to finish that one, because I'll, we'll dedicate an episode when you finish Attack on Titan so we can talk about it. The whole um, the whole reason I really got into it initially is because it's from the same director that did Death Note. Is it the same director? Um, the same director that did most of the episodes of Death Note did most of the episodes of Attack on Titan. If I'm if I'm if I'm not mistaken, because I think the way it was um, advertised on DVD was from the director of Death Note. Oh, okay. See, that's something yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah, man, that's my first anime love, dude. That got me into anime. Yeah. Death Note. But, yeah. Yeah. Is right. is that basically what you've watched? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Um, when I finished it, I was initially I'm gonna hear a funny story. Back when Netflix was like um like 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 first on the scene in, in um in college, uh Monster was on Netflix and I was gonna start that show, but uh I got sidetracked and I think I, I was gonna start I was gonna take take on the heavy task of starting Bleach, but then I got sidetracked from there, and I kind of like like walked away from anime for a while. So uh, yeah, 
Death Note was kind of like the only one I watched. But that it just means a lot to me because I liked it. You know, I've mm-hmm. seen it twice. Yeah, that's yeah. one that where it has a strong start, but I think it kind of has a little bit of a weak third act that kind of picks up a little bit better in the fourth. Yeah, it depends on what you're talking about. Which which, which arc? Uh, basically, after Al is dead, and yeah, yeah. they kind of introduce the two new ones, it, it just kind of falls flat a little bit until you get toward like the very end of that part. I wasn't a big Nier fan. Yeah, I, I, either was I, was I. But I, I was still rocking with it, though, because I wanted to see what Light was going to do next. Light kept me interested. I mean, mm-hmm. L, L was my favorite character. But, yeah, I, I agree. After he was gone, I was like, eh, you, you kind of took away the big incentive here. Because this it's between these two great hero and villain matchups. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that one episode where L kind of like concedes to him. It's a really deep episode where uh, I, I guess he ends up like washing L- Light's feet as kind of like a symbol that he concedes. Like, you know, that was such a great episode. But like once L was gone, I was like, uh, like they just got rid of like the biggest, the best character of this show. Right. And not only, you know, I love that we get to see that uh, entire show from the big perspective of the villain, more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah. basically you're going, I'm rooting for the villain right now, and I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I was at first, but you you never know what you got till it's gone. And once L was gone, it was like, damn, I miss L. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who this like little white haired elf is here. Yeah. You know, but I, I <laughs> He's miss not L. L. <laughs> He's not L. He's an L wannabe. Um but yeah, man, uh we're gonna we're gonna close this out, folks uh we'll see you on the next one um thanks for listening uh don't forget to like share and subscribe